Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Last week, we talked about end-time prophecy. We talked about what the church will look like, uh, uh, what the church looks like during this time of end-time prophecy. And, and now we have the opportunity today, we're going to be going live, talking to Bishop Ricky Sinclair about uh, church and about what it's going to look like going on in the future, right? What church will look like uh, um, after this time of uh, the COVID-19, uh, the virus, what the world is going to look like, period, for the church. Uh, and, and I think this is an important conversation because we need to understand that the church is going to be changing and it is changing now. When you look at uh, this area, so the area of social distancing, how do we provide a, 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 a healthy environment, a church environment where uh, we fellowship together, but we're not able to gather together? So this is an important conversation that we're going to be having today. I hope that you guys can uh, dial in, call in. I'm super excited of hearing your uh, your thoughts and your opinion on what the church is going to look like. Um, it, but for me, it's been a really great week. Uh, I've been tired, <laughs> but excited about coming on to this podcast today. So well, we'll be waiting for um, Bishop to come in and I'm going to Bring him in as soon as he pops up on live. But how are you guys doing today? Good evening, Pastor Minga. How are you doing today? Good evening. I am lovely this evening. Lovely. How are you this evening? Awesome. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Well, today we're talking about what church is going to look like after the virus. And I know we even we're not having been able to go uh, to church yet. You know, I, I was actually thinking um, about how we take church for granted. Mm-hmm. And we were able to go to church. And the second that church was taken out of a social, being able to go to church, then you saw people complaining that, hey, we want to go to church. Why are we closing the church now? Right. And a lot of them was people that didn't even come to church. Right, right. <laughs> but right. I think we take um, church for granted and we actually were able to see how much people really do need need the church and need to be gathering together. It, we definitely need to gather together. You definitely grow strength when you um, are together. Um, you know, the social distancing is definitely understandable, but what also we don't understand what we don't realize is that when, when you're together that's the healing process touches healing you know just feeling that connection so um i do believe and know for a fact that the church is des- definitely necessary yeah but I, I don't think people realized it until it was actually taken away right that's the thing i think people will come back and, and, and that, i'm sorry you go ahead i was going to say that's the thing People come back in in droves, you know, and then they'll go back to being comfortable, you know what I mean, and um, until something else happens. 
and we mustn't forget that right. this has this has not cleared up. This is, um, I think, I believe that we're getting laxy daisy, um, like some cure has just magically disappeared, and it hasn't. Um, people are still dying um, by the thousands, and um, people are still in the hospitals, and we still have um, the first responders, the initial essential workers, are still um, working their tails off, you know. Um, but somehow um, we have gotten comfortable when people are wanting nail shops to be open and hairs and all this other stuff. Um, and we missing the point that um, it's not over. Right. And so I think when the church does. Open and and I, you're totally right. It, we take it for granted um, that we're, we're our family wasn't touched or our, our, our sphere of influence wasn't wasn't hit with this. But overall, we all have been affected by this virus, yes. not just by our, our lives being uh, taken or being sick, but just society as a whole has hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's been hard to be distant from our loved ones yes. and from the ones that we care about. So mm -hmm. the moment we see that hope that we can start back life as normal, mm -hmm. then we want to start life back uh, uh, like there was no issue in the beginning. But will it ever uh, be that's why this, this conversation about church is so important mm -hmm. because church is not going to look the same. Right. Uh, I mean, you look at, uh, if I'm preaching from the pulpit and I'm looking out into the audience and I see people with uh, masks on and we're hand sanitizing people as they walk through the door or we need to take some chairs out. Right. And put, make sure that there's space in between people. I think it takes away. Uh, whatever it's we're, take we're trying to do to make sure people don't get sick. Uh, it does that mean that we don't have faith in God? No, I don't think that that means that it, it, that you don't that we don't have faith in God. I think that we believe in that we have to be obedient to the laws of the land, and um, mm -hmm. we want, definitely want to be wise in everything we do. Um, being prepared for anything um, I think living in fear and just never going to church and not trying to make the adjustments that would be fear that would you know what I mean um, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, making the adjustments to make people comfortable because we do have to make the flock try our best to make the flock comfortable to come back um, into the house and to worship but do I think that the church is going to look the same no do I know do I think it'll ever be the same I don't think so um, what do you think is going to be the major difference? Um, I want to say just the um, just probably mostly the the contact, like the uh, would they be afraid to come up for prayer? Would they be afraid to be touched or be hugged? Or you know what I mean? Um, where they so with that, would there still be an emotional distancing, a spiritual distancing? Mm, what is that? What do you think? What does that mean? Talk about that. Um. Because if you, because then you like it's like you can't connect. There's a there's a wall. There's there there for some, and it may not and it may not be. But this is what I it's possible that could happen. But there'll be um, even a spiritual wall of connecting. No, that's good. I, I, um, how do we minister to people uh, when we can't touch them? It's not about us. At the end of the day, it's about the the Holy Spirit uh, doing the work, mm -hmm. and so. I do believe that um, what does the Bible says about the prayers of the um, the prayers of the the ministers? Yeah, our faith. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I believe it's where we are and in, in within ourselves and our own walk. And I do believe in, you know, that um, just listen to the Holy Spirit. I mean, if you can't, I think each person is going to be different. Some some will want to touch and people will be okay with touching and some won't. So I think it's um, finding that balance right. and respecting the boundaries of the, the minister as well as the person receiving uh, the prayer. So awesome. I, that's going to be the that's going to be the key is respecting the boundaries. Right. Hey, Bishop, I see that you're on. You're on. Hey, testing one, two. Ricky Sinclair's checking in. Hey, my brother, how you doing today? Great, brother Robert. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Great. Great. Okay, this is my first time to be on this um, podcast. So we do Zoom and Skype and. So just download it, just figuring it out. Just got some earphones. So um, I'm so glad to be with you guys tonight. God bless you. Uh, Bishop, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Pastor Miracle Place Church uh, bought uh, Baker Plaza Shopping Center in Baker, Louisiana in 2003 and we started a ministry. Actually, I started in St. Francisville, my living room, and went to the uh, local hotel. And then ultimately, we bought the first shopping center, Baker Plaza Shopping Center, and renovated it and started our church. And man, we've been pastoring now for almost 20 years. That's awesome. Now, you have a heart like me uh, as far as those that are in recovery. Our church is kind of geared to, to reaching out to the recovery community, and that's also been a community that you've reached out to. Yes, sir. I um, I was a drug smuggler in the 80s, me and my wife, Jeannie, and we got in a whole lot of trouble. 82, 86, and 87, we were busted. And talking about a life since, I ended up escaping, and they called the Angola Chase Team and chased me in the swamp for 56 days with bloodhounds in 1987, eating raw armadillos, wow. frogs, and turtles, and blackberries, and thistles. And wow. Finally beat them out of the swamp and um, was uh, caught by the SWAT team and brought to jail, facing a life sentence, a uh, habitual offender, six felons. I picked up the Bible, 30 wow. jail cell. Changed my life. Wow. We've been doing the, the work of the ministry ever, ever since. Wow. And I, I love how you said you started in your living room. Uh, me and my wife, we also started in the living room. And our ministry started with uh, just a few of us. It was only seven of us. But we were able to touch, you know, each person's issues and kind of deal with uh, each other on on personal level but as we got bigger it's harder to do that and be more hands-on be as hands-on as we were and and now like you you pastor this huge church how do you touch everybody in your church um the key is leadership so you got to delegate you you got to decide you can either be a controller or you can grow but you can't do both yeah. So, so the the thing is, is if you're going to grow, you can't micromanage. You got to be able to delegate and give the ministry away, and you need to start developing systems and processes where you actually yeah. start to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. You just keep growing new levels 
of leadership for, for every level that you grow the kingdom. Wow. How many leaders do you have on your lead team? Oh, my goodness. How many <laughs> leaders do we have, Gene? <laughs> I don't know. They're all people that have the same heart. Yeah. My wife is here with me, Jeannie Sinclair, and she says hello. Hey, and, how you doing, Miss Jeannie? Great, great. And um, she says the leaders that we have are people that have our heart that we can build on. And so we found out that your leadership has got to have your heart because mm-hmm. they have to be people that you can build on. They, gotta feel your they have to feel you. Right. They got you. Got to be one. And so um, most of our leadership came from the streets, people that we grew up and yeah. raised up, and people that we've invested our life into. And um, now they invest their lives back into us and our our vision and what God is doing. And so that's that's how we build uh, Miracle Place Church and the ministry we have. And we're more than just a church. We have uh, two thrift stores, which are the largest thrift stores in the United States. So we, we run for-profit into non-profit. So, um, okay. And, of that's course, awesome. we do the rehab, which we have a... a a dormitory that sleeps 50 men, and uh, what we do is take people in just like you do, big brother. We take them in off the streets, yeah, and uh, we house them and feed them and clothe them and disciple them and teach them the the way of God. We we, mm-hmm. we teach them the Lord. We give them the Lord, and God transforms and changes wow. their hearts and their lives, and they they grow and mature and and fulfill God's purpose and destiny for their lives. And that's been our ministry. Amen. Yeah. So so what was your thoughts when you saw about saw the virus start coming and it, it went so quickly and moved so quickly across the United States? Brother, bro, what were your thoughts initially? Uh, kind of surreal. Yeah, surreal um, but Man, to be honest with you, <laughs> we've walked through so much in ministry, man, that we, our eyes have seen the glory of God. I love what Job said at the, the last chapter of Job. He said, I had heard of God by the hearing of the ears, but now, yes, now. my eyes have seen him. So, so yes. when you walk through deep waters and you've, you've been attacked by every devil in hell and you've seen God show up every time your enemies have surrounded you like bulls and like dogs to come against you and you've seen the hand of God supernaturally intervene I just know in my heart right now to this day that God is faithful and that everything's going to be all right. he's working it out uh, all things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose and his plan. So we know that God is going to supernaturally work this out for our good. That doesn't mean that we don't have a struggle. Right. And our hearts go out to people that, that uh, are, are suffering. They're suffering with COVID. They're struggling financially. 
Yeah. Our hearts yeah. go out to them, and we we want to do everything we can to serve them and help them. But we know our God that He He is faithful, and that this is not. You can't look at this as a problem. In everything in life, you have to look at it as an opportunity. This is another opportunity. So I'm looking for God in it. I'm saying, all right, where is God? And I'm telling you what I've learned. I'm reaching more people today in ministry than we've ever reached. I I was looking at my numbers for Sunday. It was over 1,700 that that actually engaged, that engaged with us. So um, online and, and so this is an opportunity to actually reach a lot of people, people that never would have darkened our, our, our churches, that never would have came to our, our brick and mortar building, are actually coming online. Right. And what's happening is COVID-19 is actually changing their world. That They've gotten out of the, the, the normal life that they, the... the the, the lifestyle that they had gotten into, ingrained in them, the hustle and bustle of life, the, the, the routine yeah. of life, now all of that is shook up. Now people are shook up. God, I feel God doing a shaking right now, man. A, a supernatural Amen. move. This is a, a, maybe a revival that's going to reach our entire world. And, and I believe that one day... Folks are actually going to want to come to brick and mortar building, uh, whereas they had gotten yeah. to the place where they didn't want to come to church, and we were trying to talk them into coming to church and chasing them down and following up on them, and they, they just lacks a daisy, not not spiritual, don't want anything to really do with the church, and I believe that God has given us an opportunity through this hard time, this struggle that we're walking yeah. through, to actually cause a, a, a great revival, a great transformation uh, for our world. And so I'm optimistic. Uh, I hate struggle. Amen. I hate suffering. I, I don't want to see anybody hurt, man. I don't want to see anybody lose family members or, you know, come down with um, a, a, a disease, a virus. But the thing is, is, is I got to know that God is faithful. And that God right. is working. And I think for, for a lot of us, we have uh, came, gotten complacent with just going to church and going home. Like you said, that hustle and yep. bustle. And we started taking church for granted and, and fellowshipping together for granted and not coming. We wouldn't come to church. Yep. And uh, I do feel that there is a, um, a shaking in the spirit. Well, people are really seeing if they're going to walk this thing out or was they just being social? Yeah, that's exactly right, brother. And and listen, the Lord is using this to allow people to be able to see spiritually, meaning that where mm-hmm. they were caught up in the world and the things of the world didn't want anything to do with spirituality. They don't want to read the Bible. They don't want to pray. They don't want to go to church. They, they don't want anything to do with God. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, God opens up the veil and allows them yeah. to see what they couldn't see. That's what Job actually said. Job said, look, man, I right. heard about God, but now... 
I have an experience with him. It, I, even in the hardship and in the pain and the suffering and all the loss, some kind of way I found yeah. God in it. God revealed himself. That's right. And so, brother, that's, that's what I see. I was looking at Isaiah 54, and it says, uh, verse 1, it says, Sing, O barren, thou that did not bear, break forth into singing. So, man, look, our churches, we might have been struggling in our churches trying to get folks to come to church. We were barren, man. But the Lord says, break right. forth in singing, man. Cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, says the Lord. And then he says, enlarge wow. the place of your tent. That's what I believe. Enlarge the place of your tent. Churches get ready for a harvest like never before. Enlarge the space wow. of your tent. And, and let see, them... Uh, official, uh, no, for a lot of pastors... They're looking at this as a uh, uh, something that's detrimental to their church because they're thinking, "Wow, if I don't have people in the chairs, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it like this, but they don't have tithes and offering." Well, I know. And a lot of times, internet ministry does not equal giving. Yes, I, I brother, I agree because we're we're off forty percent, you know, in our giving in the church. But mm -hmm. the thing, you know, the thing is, is 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 maybe this is an opportunity to look for other streams of income. And I would say to every pastor, what kind of gifts do you have that God has given you that you can create other streams of income? Because here's the deal. If you can figure out how to have some other streams of income, maybe some real estate or, or like I did, um, then when the church comes right. back, you're going to be twice as you double for your trouble. Exactly. So now, so you're not having to bust people upside their head to give constantly, give, 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 and you can actually preach the word of God without talking about giving. Man of God, I, that's what I did years ago. I, I got tired of putting my trust in the offering basket because I didn't Amen. trust the, the yeah. fuck. <laughs> so I, you know, Amen. The, the Lord told me. The Lord said, "Look, you better fix." He said, "There's more than one stream." Uh, coming out of my throne, right. he says that you need you need to start looking for other streams of income and stop um, um, being controlled by what you say because you're scared you're going to offend the biggest tither and the dog is the biggest devil. Better right, right. You can't even preach. That. So, man, that. look, I figured we that get out handcuffed by it. That's right. Man, let me tell you something. The bills are paid at Miracle Place Church for anybody even steps in. Good so, Amen. Uh, then, I'm gonna start taking calls now, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was just saying I was, I can start taking calls now. If people are wanting to call yeah. in. Yes, yes, yes. So, my brother, when I thought about your question here, is uh, what will the church look like after COVID nineteen? I think for those that will choose. To allow this to be an opportunity to think outside of the box. Because it, when, when problems arise, that's... Listen, failure is what causes you to be successful in life. That's right. Problems are what motivates you to be innovative and creative in your life. To think of other avenues and other ways 
to move forward. So I would say to every pastor, every even every layperson, whoever's listening to us tonight, you got to go with the gifts that God has given you. And if you're a pastor, if you got a gift, like I have a gift with real estate, man. So yeah. I, of course I'm going to buy houses and lease houses uh, because I had to figure out a way to, when I started my ministry, I had to figure out a way to make money without hitting a time clock. I had to make money without having right. to be on the job. And the only way I could think of it yeah. was buying real estate where I lease properties. And yeah, I may have some maintenance and upkeep and, and I have to uh, collect as a landlord. And of course, once you get to where I'm at, you delegate all of that out, you know. So I, I, right. I ain't collecting no money. I don't. I don't want to do that. I'm a pastor. I, I'm the. I'm nice. I'm the. I'm. I'm the pope. <laughs> you gotta get somebody mean to get the money. My my wife my wife hollered. Stop. She says you paid your dues. So. <laughs> Look, oh, uh, normally I go ahead and I have my wife do all the mean stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, brother, somebody's got to be the Pope. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to accept the call real quick. Hey, Minister hey, Anthony, Minister thank Anthony. you for being patient with us. Was well, a blessing. I'm listening to the conversation. I want to first give honor to God and the Most High God through our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, who give us acknowledgement and remembrance of the Holy Spirit that brings us into heavenly places. So I want to give Mr. Uh, Liberty, and I can't pronounce her see, name, see. and Pastor Ricky. Yes, How y'all yes. doing today? Great, great. great. Thank great, you for brother. asking. I've been listening. Uh, I've been listening, and um, I've been I've been listening. I want to just uh, see what the three anointings that's on this line will say on this. The problem is in the church that. Many has crept up amongst us proclaiming the faith, mm -hmm. saying they're called by God to preach the word, but they was not chosen by God to exercise in that word. Yeah. Being now we're now we're in the midst of so much conflict and confusion in the word that many has walked away from the faith because they have not attained the faith to operate in the faith. That faith would be the revelation of Jesus Christ. Anytime God has ever spoken a word, even our Lord Christ, by the spirit of the Holy Ghost, we receive the revelation is the visual voice of what was spoken by God in faith that I was able to see what God spoke to bring forth the understanding of the word of God. A lot of pastors are not preaching the rightly divided word of God. Nor do they speak parable, nor do they speak revelation. What is revelation? Whatever God speak, if the pastor spoken is from God, he's going to reveal the understanding to you, reveal his sight, see, to know. So how do uh, so a lot of people read their Bibles? And but they have no understanding of the parable that they read in a Bible because it's not revealing to yeah, them through yeah. the, t the so-called teacher on the pulpit as to thus says the Lord, just like the way you're seeing it now. That's a great, That's a great, great point. Great point, Minister. Great point, Minister. I think it's I think important, it's important for us as pastors to not only preach on Sunday, but to preach relationship with God. Um, we have people depending on us for their word of the week, for their for their Bible devotion, for their 
or whatever, you know, we are providing throughout the week and, and on Sunday. However, we're not teaching people to do, do that themselves. That's it right and, there. This virus has revealed that in all of us. It has revealed that we haven't been teaching people very well to really get to the word themselves. So we're calling it social distancing. Uh, um, they can't come to church like they can't hear the word. But people have become dependent on that, on on the building, the brick and mortars of the church, instead of uh, relying on the word of God. Let me let me jump. Let me can I add to what you just said as well, Pastor? Go ahead. That's the first mistake when you say you go to church. That's your first mistake. I don't go to church. I go. I bring the church into a building to get edification to the church that's already accumulating in the building. That's the first mistake is the mindset they go in with. You going in a building, something that was made by hand, looking for God. You looking for God outside of yourself when he's not manifesting himself through you. You have the breath of God in you. You have the manifestation of Christ in you. Even the flesh and blood, which comes through the communion of the transformation of the bread and the wine that abides upon you. Now you have the Holy Spirit that's upon you, but the Holy Ghost that's in you. And when you don't have that relationship for the Holy Spirit to bring you into the knowledgement of the Holy Ghost that brings you into the understanding whom Christ is that was given to you by the Father that brings you back to the Father that you have that relationship with God, what do you have? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. What do you Amen. think? Bishop? I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? I'm asking Bishop, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm right here. Um, I, I, I've, um, are you talking to Ricky Sinclair? I'm talking to the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. I'm asking um, what Minister uh, Anthony brought to the table. What did you think about what he just said? Um, I, I, I heard a, I heard a bits and pieces. My, my, um, my connection is is um, going in and out. So I'm, I'm so very sorry. I didn't hear everything that he had to say. Minister Anthony, just say it one more time. Kind of give him a short, a short question that you had. Okay, Lord, you speak. I'm gonna bring it. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, uh, yes sir. You? Yes, sir. I can hear you right now. First of all, everybody who says "Lord, Lord" is not a mean. Many are called, but few are chosen. Now we're gonna cut out the call because you wasn't. They wasn't hired. Yeah, just because you're called does not mean you was picked. Now I'm going to go a little farther. Now that we go to those that are chosen, let's go to those that was calling to a higher calling. We're talking about the anointing that's on your life. This anointing that I listen for when the Holy Spirit speaks through the man of God or the man or woman, when God speaks through that person to the congregation. I don't listen to the pastor. I listen through the Holy Ghost that speaks through the pastor for the Holy Ghost himself is the teacher. Now we are again, there's many that jumps on the pulpit, want to preach the word, but do they understand what they read it? How do you understand unless a teacher teacher? How do he teach unless the Holy Spirit who is the teacher is sent to him by God? So when we get up there, so when I hear a lot of preachers get up there and start preaching, but never taught what they preach, Jesus always taught it before he ever preached it. And be, and after he taught it, the next day he showed it by example. Then he preached what he did. 
it's a, it, it, and, and that's the word of God. They don't rightly divide the word. They don't bring the word by revelation is visual is a visual sight. What's invisible, what was spoken to you was made visible when it was spoken by you. So whatever a preacher preach, I should be able to see the manifestation of the word of God before before my eyes. That's why the word of God says here for those that have ears, let them hear, but hearken to the word of God. Those that see, see not, but behold the word of God. So if you don't teach your flock how to see what's invisible to be made visible, it's the manifestation, the revelation of the word of God. Then all you speak to them is parable and parables all they receive and they forget what you even said because they lean into their own understanding. Which hurts us as a body because it doesn't let people learn the word of God for themselves or we're not teaching them to go through the word of God for themselves. We talk about power. I heard the bishop say that they have uh, 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 oh, hold three on, Hold on a second. Yes, sir. Hold on. I want to let uh, Bishop let, uh, say, bishop something, say something, something before you keep going. Yes, sir. Right. I'm sorry. No, no look, 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 look. Grateful, grateful to, to be here and be thank here you so much for so what you're saying. saying. Okay. Here's, Here's um, what my heart, what my heart is. is I believe, I believe Jesus Christ's Christ commission, commission is to go is to ye go therefore. therefore. I believe that it's all about the lost and that our focus has got to be on the lost. Mm-hmm. So I never, ever worry about what somebody else is preaching because my focus is not on them. My focus is on reaching people that don't know Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about making sure people are growing and maturing and developing. And I want to make, I want to make it about them. My heart wants to make sure that, that we're reaching them and we're seeing them get saved and we're watching them grow Mm -hmm. in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ with the love of God. And so that's right. in, in my heart and my ministry. I, I, I want to. You cut out there for a little bit, Bishop. Hello. I just want to uh, kind of say also, um, like Bishop saying, it's important for us, uh, Minister Anthony, to to focus on those that are are lost. Yes. Um, that's who Jesus told us to go after. When we look, talk about social distancing and we talk about um, uh, closing the church building down, basically we're saying that those that already believe in Christ, those that already believe in God, can't come gather because of, of the virus. However, how did we reach the lost before that? We don't, we don't count on the lost coming to that brick and mortar building us as the church have to go out and reach the lost. Yes. And and so that's one of the most important things that I've seen, even with the virus, we keep focusing on the building. We keep focusing on brick and mortars, but we have to talk about those that don't show up to the brick and mortars anyway. Yeah. So what we, what is it? You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying about the, um, about um, 
the word of God um, not being taught properly. And um, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, but in the Bible, I believe there's a, a story in the Bible where the disciples are going to Jesus. And it's like they're trying to do these things and yet they're not following. And he says, who cares as long as the word is being preached? Understand what I'm saying? Like, um, our heart, our goal is to reach the lost, right? And educate those as, as they are coming to know Christ, right? As they come to know Christ and you teach them revelation and you build relationships with them as they're reading the Bible and they don't have an understanding. That's where we come in and we can, we can enlighten their understanding through the word of God, through small groups, different things like that. Now, other pastors or whatever, whatever they do to their church and how they preach or whether they in error or not, um, that is for God to um, correct. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, but all we can do is do the call that God has called us to do, and that's to, to bring them in, the, um, to win the lost and battered and broken and, and, and lead them to Christ. Amen. So, and everybody Amen. is not going to, everybody, everybody is not called. Yeah, you're right. And there are many that's in the church that, that start churches and, and under the wrong precepts for, for money or whatever. But that's just... If, if for us to focus on that, that's just a distraction from what God has called us to do. You, you know, Wait, sister. Thank you, Minister Anthony. You're welcome. Um, Go ahead, Bishop. Sister, you, you know, I, I appreciate what, what you're saying. And yes, um, it is all about the loss. And what I found out is we're looking for people that are hungry. We're looking for fruit. You know, when you pick a, a pear off the tree, man, I don't want to have to yank on the limb and the pear right. and try to get it off the tree. I'm Amen. looking for fruit that will fall off in your hand. Right. So I'm, I'm normally <laughs> looking for somebody that's hurting, man, somebody that's got an addiction, somebody that's blown all their money on crack cocaine. They've lost everything, man. And they're open. They're looking for, for God. They want to change in their life. What about because, but what about those that um that I'm sorry not to uh, cut you off but what about those who are who are who are looking and maybe the um the, and they trying to reach out but because of the brokenness that's in them they don't know how to receive the love that's and who so I'm so everybody so everybody is not going to always fall from that tree easily you know what right. I mean I can speak for myself I was one who was desperately seeking God but because of my old my hurts and hangups a lot of of leaders in church missed me um, because they didn't have the grace for me because yeah. I didn't fall off easy and I, and I wanted to I just didn't know how to receive the love I didn't know how to receive the knowledge yeah. I didn't know how to receive it and so a lot of them by, bypassed me but because my heart was truly after God it was God who brought me in not yeah. man Yes, and and I would consider you that kind of fruit that I'm looking for, somebody that's hungry. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll up my sleeves, yeah. and you got to have a big pooper scooper when you yeah. deal with folk. I already know that. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm willing to walk it out with you, but I'm looking right. for somebody that's sincere. Right. Even if you got character defects and issues in your life, man, I, we all we all do, and we're all growing and maturing. So True. I am looking for you, sister, and I hope that God will help all of us not to miss you. When you're in front of us, God, please help us not to miss those that are, are fruit that are ready, Lord, to bear fruit for mm -hmm. you. Help us not to miss them, Lord. I pray right. in the name Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. How do you shepherd people? How do we shepherd people when we're not able to gather 
together. Um, I tell you what we're doing, if you want to know exactly what we're doing, it's basically a six-point uh, ministry to pastoral. First thing that we did was, was um, we, um, we started thinking about how we're going to do services online. All right, if our people can't come mm-hmm. to the brick-and-mortar building, how are we going to do uh, church online? We realized that there was a couple of uh, outlets. One is a YouTube channel that we use to stream straight uh, through our YouTube channel live. And the other one is Facebook Live. And so what we did was we started putting together ministries to be able to um, start to go into people's houses and actually reach them online. There was a couple of things that we identified. We needed to teach our people how to give online. So that was one uh, place that that we needed to do. We needed to be able to help uh, to to be able to engage people so that people would be engaged during the service, that they would be connected, and that they would come conversate. So we identified three areas that people would actually get involved in the work of the ministry and so o- online. And so that's exactly what we did. Then we, now we started thinking about pastoral care, how can we have watch parties? How can all of our leadership that that did parking lot, that did greeters, that did all the different ministries that were our leaders in the brick and mortar building, now we're going to turn them into ministers. We're going to reassign their roles and their responsibilities that each leader at our church would find six to ten people that they would actually start to pastoral care. They would start to contact them by old-fashioned phone calls, handwritten cards, letters, um, reaching out to them for a watch party so that they could get connected to the online services. And then we wanted people that come online, we say, hey, um, if you've come online with us, if you're with us, give us a wave. Let us know you're out there. Tell us where you're from because we want people to start communicating. We want people to start engaging. And as a result, um, what it does is is that it, it allows it allows them to actually make a connection with us. So so just like we would make a connection, like greeting them in the in the foyer, greeting them in the parking lot when they come on our parking lot. Yeah, we want to start that engagement online, and so we turned mm-hmm. all of our leaders into ministers. And reassign their roles. So um, that's what we're doing. And then, of course, uh, we're calling and following up on them. And we're still doing church just the same as we did church in the brick and mortar building, except we've had to redefine how we do church now because they can't come to the building. So we're still the church. We're still ministering. We're still the body of Christ. That's awesome. We're still connected. And so um, that that's that's exactly what we're doing. Um, so we've taught most so when of you our say people. Stay, uh, stay engaged. The, the people Are you saying that? So there's somebody online that's replying to them. Oh, yeah. Well, the, so now I tell you what we've learned. See, because once people start coming back to the brick and mortar buildings, we're going to keep our online presence, man. So I'm, 
Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, we're growing, man. We're growing like never before. This is what I'm I got people in church every week that would never come to a brick and mortar building, and I never would have stepped out on the online presence right. that we have unless God would have allowed us. And I say allow, allow us to walk through yeah. what. It's stretching us. We're stretching our stakes, man. We're singing. We were barren, and now we're fixing to produce. Right. So that's so, so, that's so important to look at it that way, because the Bible tells us that the word has to go out to the world. Yes. To the world. I mean, people that we would yes. never see, and now the internet is doing that. It's taking it out to the world. So I yes. believe God. I believe Jesus is coming back soon, brother. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. I, I'm, man, I, I, that day and hour, no man knows. But the thing is, is, is we got to work while it's day. So whether he comes back or not, we got to work. Amen. So um, we got to use our head. We got to be, we can't let the children of the world outthink us and be uh, smarter than, than the children of light. So um, we got to make plans. We got to, we got to think. So, so we gotta Hebrews 10, 25 it tells us not to forsake the, the assembly. Yes. So are we doing that? Um, are we able to assemble? Are we calling that assembly? We are calling it assembly right now because we don't have any choice. Uh, unless, because right. listen, uh, somebody said, well, wait a minute, uh, Pastor, do you, you, you don't, uh, you, you, you believe in quarantine? Well, the Lord believed in quarantine. A quarantine. He, um, the leper <laughs> colonies and all of them. So yeah, man. When there's a, yeah. a disease out that's contagious, in order to take care of the the healthy people, then keep the disease from spreading. You've got to quarantine. So I think it's wisdom. I think that as a shepherd with right. responsibility for the safety of the flock, I think that you you've got to quarantine. For, for the health of your precious people. And yeah, we believe in laying on of hands for, for the sick, but this is just a season, man. And the thing is, is, is right. that if we will use this as an opportunity, as we will grow, as we let this stretch us, as we will think, if we get yeah. innovative, if we get creative, man, that, listen, we will, we'll, we'll be at a place we've never been at before. Now, yeah. we can be an ostrich Amen. and stick our heads in the doggone sand and talk about how bad it is and nobody's giving and nobody's coming to church. And yeah. Man, look, that ain't, man, look, God is faithful, man, and everything's going to be all That's right. That's right. God's working this thing you out. You know, when, when it first came down that we weren't gathering, I, I really had that uh, debate in myself about, okay, Am I showing that I don't have faith if I don't have church? Yeah. Uh, am I, you know, it, it just really bothered me because I didn't know. And I'm looking, other people in the country yeah. are saying, oh, we're going to gather, we're going to gather. Yeah. And it made me look internally and I was like, am I worried about this? Am I worried about finances? Am I worried about people? Am I worried about not having enough faith? Man, I love you, brother, and we all have, have those same struggles. We have to work, work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, man. And so <laughs> the thing is, 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 is in my opinion, now look, there's maybe some other minister that says, I'm, we're going to meet, and we're bringing our people together, and we, right. look, and I won't, if that's you, and that's what you want to do, I, I mean, I, 
I'm not going to, my eyes are focused on what God's given me to do and focused on what he's putting in my heart. And I'm going to love you no matter what decision you make. I'm going to love you for the decision that you make. But in my opinion, I I believe quarantine is a biblical, I believe it's biblical. And and somebody said, well, you you got to obey the laws of the land. Let me just tell you something, brother. If the Antichrist, the law of the land, comes and tells me to take the mark of the beast, are you telling me I got to obey that? Because that's the law of the land. Wow. So, so I mean, so what I'm trying to say is, is that that we do want to obey the laws of the land, Romans chapter 13. But the thing is, is I believe mm-hmm. God is a higher law, but we got to use wisdom. And the wisdom is this: is is yeah. us. Leaders and pastors are responsible for our people. And when there's a, a virus that's contagious that, that, that can kill people and, and it's easily spread with large groups of people, I'm not going to bring all the I, I'm not going to bring a large group of people together because right. I don't think that that's the right way to lead your people. I don't I think that you got to be responsible Amen. as a pastor. And that's my opinion. And if someone else has another yeah. opinion, I love you, and, and I'm not trying to convert right. you to believe like I believe. All right, you're right. I think we are shepherds, and we have to shepherd people, shepherd the sheep to safety. Yes, I believe that. And my take brother. care of them. Oh, now, look, if they told us that you gotta, you got you can't buy, sell, or trade because you have to have this mark of the beast, and it's the Antichrist right. that's. And, of course, I believe we're going to be raptured out of here. I don't think the church is going through the Great Tribulation. Of course, that's another thing. that I believe. I'm pre-trib. But the thing is, is, is that... Uh, amen. The, the, the thing is, is, is that we want to be good shepherds and we want to take care of our precious sheep and we want to make sure that they're provided for and that they're loved and that they're safe and we're going to do everything we know how to do to lead them right. And I believe yeah. that... Uh, in this time, I believe that we've got to practice social distancing right now uh, for the sake yeah. of the spread of the virus. And I think we're going to use wisdom. And I think that we're on the downside of it in the name of Jesus Christ. And yeah. I believe that we will uh, be back in our buildings again uh, one day soon, maybe in the next uh, month or month and a half or two months, something like that. We'll probably be able yeah. to assemble then. We might have some masks that we got to wear or maybe some kind of um, 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 vaccine or something that we'll have to do. But yeah. I believe that we're coming back and I believe that God's gonna, God's using this as an opportunity to teach people how important it is to be spiritual, how important it is to go to church. Um, so I Amen. believe there are going to be a lot more people that are going to be way more advantageous about going to church than they have been. And I believe that they're going to be a lot more spiritual than they have been. I totally and agree. I believe it's a hunger. And I believe this is a hard time, but I'm telling pastors now, what's in your hands, man? Start thinking about other streams of income. Develop another stream or two of income in your life so that you're not just dependent on an offering basket, man. Because if you keep depending on... You told me that when we met. You're stuck, man. You're stuck. So, So, look, man, if I wouldn't have had other streams of income, man... I, I don't know where we would be right this second, man, you know, but yeah, 
you know, we had out of the streams of income and we were able to put some some money up, you know, for a rainy day. You know, so the Amen. thing is, 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 and so I don't, I have no stress. I don't have any financial stress or pressure on me right now, you know. Um, and we have to get better with money uh, far as pastors and and the church yeah. finances. We all need to get better with it. We, But I don't see many classes or training on church finances. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right, brother. And let me just say, my wife just says, hey, look, early on, We've, we've struggled through the years and fought and, you know, financially cried over the bills and all the stuff, you know. Yeah. But through the years, God's been able to teach us. Of course, we've been doing this a little while now, and God's been able to teach us some things through the years. And, you know, now we're older and we're more seasoned, and God's been able to show us. But we've walked, we paid our dues, like my wife says, you know. We, yeah. We've had... We we've had struggle in our lives, and we're learning. And we don't know any. We don't know everything. We're learning every day and growing every day. But my advice would be to any pastor: just because you're a pastor does not mean you can't have a business on the side. It doesn't yeah. because because what I'm telling pastors is is God didn't give you uh, the gifts you have not to use them. So if you have a gift right. that you can use in the secular world that will create an, an income stream for you, then I believe it's God's will for you to be able to use that yeah. that that gift. And so, man, I'm encouraging pastors because I'm tired of pastors that give their whole life to the ministry and they <laughs> struggle and fight. Yeah. Their wives are driving raggedy uh, cars that, that might that's leaving them on right. the road. They can't pay their doggone uh, bills. They can't never go on yeah. a vacation. Their children uh, think that serving God is poverty, and we ain't never going to do that when we get old enough to live our own lives. And, right. and, and, and then it's time for retirement. They don't have any kind of retirement. They gave mm-hmm. their whole life mm-hmm. to the ministry. By the way, mm-hmm. when you reach the age where you're no longer needed in the church or you're, you, you can't uh, add value to the church, they just set you on the side. And if you didn't do anything for retirement, right. if you don't have your own house, if you, you, you didn't save money, you don't have yeah. anything. You're just out on, on the street. That's right. To speak. And so, look, man, my heart goes out to Precious Pat. They gave their whole life. And and, right. and, then, and now they're they're at an age where they can't do what they did when they were younger. And, and yeah. they just get passed by. And, and it's just unfortunate. I see a lot of um, pastors that are up in age that they didn't prepare for a, a succession after them. And they don't yeah. even have people to take over after them yes sir and my heart goes out to them because listen they gave their heart man they gave their their life man they sacrificed their families man the finances you know they 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 didn't pursue anything in the world all they did was was they they stayed in the church and the sheep bit them and backbited them and gossiped Mm. them and came against them and and um and then when they reached the age where they were older now and and uh some young buck comes along then they just set them on the yeah. side and keep moving forward. So anyway, I think I said enough about that, but 
Um, my heart is for all pastors. I absolutely love all pastors. I want to do anything I can to serve and help other precious pastors. Pastors have Amen. my heart. I, I love you guys, and, and I'm with you. Man, look, I don't mind teaching. Now, Bishop, do you have a training program for pastors? If I pastors have want a, to get in contact with a, you. I do have a training program for pastors. I'm putting it together now. And I am going to help a whole bunch of pastors and help myself yeah. along the way because pastors got things I need to get to from them as we cross pollinate. So, Amen. So I definitely want that information so we can yeah. get it out to uh, pastors. And I, I appreciate you, Bishop. I'm so thankful for you. You've been a blessing in my life and the opportunities that I've had to talk to you and to glean from you. You know, you've always you been nothing but smiles and hugs. Man, you guys are so kind. God bless you. Uh, Father, thank you so much for every precious leader here tonight, Father. And I thank you for Brother Robert, Lord, his precious yes, Lord. wife, Lord. They love you, God. And they have a heart for precious people. And God, I just pray that you yes, continually God. cause increase, God, your favor and your blessing upon Brother Robert and all the other leaders, God. Now, all the other precious people that are with us tonight, Lord. Yes, God, Lord. I just release, Lord, your protection, Lord, your hedge, Father God, your favor and, and anointing upon us. Yes, God. Right now, God, cause increase, God. Lord, this is opportunity, Lord. Give them uh, creative ideas, God, witty inventions, yes. Father God. Uh, uh, spirit of wisdom, I pray for the wisdom of God to come upon all the people that are yes, with us Lord. tonight. Night, Lord God, and you'll start opening up great doors and great avenues, God, new uh, revenue streams for them, Father God, creativity, God, their gifts, Lord, stir them up. Yes, God. Use this as an opportunity for innovation and creation, Lord. Something new, God. Let them think out of the box, Lord. Lord, let, let what seems to be a problem be the greatest thing that ever happened in their yes. life as they figure yes. out how to solve the problem and move forward with their lives, Father. I thank you, Father God, that, that what causes success is failure. Problems cause yes, God. successful, Lord. Now let success come from failure. Let success come from problems, God. Now, Lord, let your anointing flow, your wisdom flow, God. Creation, Lord. The creativity, Lord. Now, in all those that are with us tonight, we bless in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Thank I'm you, good. Pastor. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you for inviting me. Please Amen. give your wife a hug for us. Amen. Right. Love Amen. you guys. Y'all have a great, great night. Invite me anytime. I love y'all. Love you too, huh? Yes. God bless you. God bless. So I just want to thank everybody that came on today that uh, listened to the amazing, amazing show. Please, please, please share with someone else. Let's build this opportunity. Let's use this as an opportunity to build the kingdom, to get information out, to really talk about things that are, are even hard to talk about. Uh, this is a great opportunity to do that and a great vehicle that God has given us. So bless you guys. I love you. Y'all have an amazing night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>